Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is a special presentation for the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast. Here's Ricky Chino on the Believe Podcast Network. What is going on, you guys? Rick Uccino here, SB Nation, the Believe Podcast Network. My guest at this time has got a big match coming up this Saturday in Nashville. Major event, perhaps you've heard of it, SummerSlam. He's going to be taking on his old teammate, his old running buddy, Pat McAfee, on the big stage in Nashville. Happy Corbin. How we doing good, sir? Man, life is good. I'm a little jealous of your mustache, though. Mine's not as nice as yours. That might be the first time anybody has ever uttered those words to me in my entire life you are my new favorite person on planet earth you officially have one fan you there have we one go. Fan. all you need is one i'm good with one uh again summer slam coming up this weekend we'll, we'll talk about that i gotta put that on the back burner for a moment here pun okay. intended because if i got happy corbin on i'm talking about grilling all right like okay, i got let's go I got to dive into this, man, because this is something I'm, I'm just now getting back into, right? Like okay. my kids are finally at an age where they're letting me have time to cook and it's not just microwave mac and cheese. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Oh, I know. Trust me. I got two daughters. What what is the what is the key for somebody who's just like starting to get into this? What's the key to like really, really good barbecue? Because I'm watching your videos on social media, man. I'm seeing the food porn you're putting out there. Yeah, uh, it's time. Time is like the biggest thing. Like you said, like now that you're having some more time, uh, because I've got five different grills and, and depending on how much time I have, which one I'll use, whether I'm using my offset or I'm using my Yoder like pellet smoker, uh, you know, depends on what I'm cooking, but it, it's time and quality of, of meat for me. That's my barbecue. Like I got to have good quality brisket. I got to have good quality steaks. I got a steak delivery coming, uh, later today, but, uh, and just having a little creativity, like what can you play with? Like what do you want to uh, have? Like I, I had um, some ribs the other day, and, and I had some root beer. I was like, I'm gonna make a root beer, uh, root beer barbecue sauce for the ribs, and they were unbelievable. All right, real quick, guys, got to tell you about our partners over at Bet Online, the fastest, easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events with the first to market odds and lines get the latest reviews and news for every league including major league baseball nfl nba nhl combat sports esports even golf bet online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information and live in-game betting props and futures head on over to bet online today use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet use our promo code believe 50, that is B-L-E-A-V-5-0 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. What what would be like, because I, I, I saw the interview you did with Ryan Satin. You, you really started getting into, into cooking. Like what what's your like signature dish? Like you're on Beat Bobby Flay Barbecue Edition. You know, what, what are you making? Yeah, I'm going to probably throw down. So I like to, anybody to me can cook a filet and, you know, butter based it, whatever. I don't like butter on my steaks. Anyway, I'm going to cook a hanger steak, which is one of my favorite cuts. It's a butcher's cut. Not a lot of people know about it. It's inexpensive. Tastes incredible. I'm going to put a charcoal rub on that. I'm going to make a homemade romesco with like a smoky paprika. So it'll be a smoky romesco sauce. I'm going to lay the, the hanger steak right in there. And then I'm going to do some kind of fun, uh, maybe a little spicy side salad, like a chili crisp bean sprout salad. I think that's what I'm going to throw down. But that that hanger and romesco is kind of my signature right now. I used to do um, 
pinwheels with skirt steaks and uh, do some fun stuff with like a jalapeno sauce on those. But uh, I've upgraded to that Romesco world. Doing this interview this close to dinner was an absolute mistake. Uh, <laughs> but well, well, you should hear what I'm making tonight. What I'm making tonight is out of control. Oh, well, you, you can tell me about that after we're done here because we I know we got limited time. But, uh, you know, you look at all the stuff that you're doing. I mean, that, that's some high level cooking that you've really kind of developed. And, you know, it's great as like a escape right now and a hobby yes. is, is do you think maybe, you know, not to rush you out the door, even though I'm sure some fans would, would love me to do that. But like right. life it's after a lot. I'm a yeah. lot of fans. Life after wrestling, like, have you thought about like cooking? It might be a, an avenue for you to, you know, kind of branch out with once you're done in the ring. Most definitely. I've made some good buddies from like the Food Network world. And, uh, you know, Chef Aaron May is one of my good buddies. He's always on guys grocery games. Um, I think, you know, I want to have another five or 10 years here in WWE. But eventually, like all athletes, at some point, our body doesn't keep up with our mind anymore. And we may think we can go. And I want to be a guy who, who, withdraws at the appropriate time. I don't want to be there too long. I don't want to uh, jeopardize because I feel like I've got, you know, good stigmas about me other than everybody hates me, but that I, I'm good in the ring. I'm smooth. I have creative moveset. I, yes. uh, you know, I make things look as violent as possible and, and those kind of things. Uh, so I don't want to be like a step behind my mind physically. So I think, uh, you know, in the next five or 10 years, I'll probably reach that point. And then I definitely do. I definitely want to get into that food world, whether uh, it's Food Network or it's my own YouTube stuff or it's, uh, you know, my buddy Aaron does a lot of stuff where he does like guests where he's at, you know, celebrity spots and cooks. Uh, you know, we were talking about doing the Food and Wine Festival together in uh, Connecticut because we're going to go out there for WWE and raise some good money for Commerce, Connors Cure. Uh, so I'm going to cook out there at that. So there's a lot of really cool opportunities that, that food will bring when I'm done throwing people like Pat McAfee around in the ring. I've always thought that if you were able to combine the two loves, like wrestling and, and cooking, Right. You might finally be able to pull off that baby face turn, man. Can you, can you imagine like happy Corbin's tailgate? Like do this, like at football season, you're out there right. Friday night, Smackdown cooking out in the parking lot and things like that. You can sell your own aprons and grill kits on WWE. Yeah. Not to steal JR's bit, but you could have your own happy sauce barbecue. Maybe that has bourbon in it. My barbecue sauce got bourbon in it. It's a lot better than that other stuff. Man, I'm trying to make you some money here now. Like that I know, right? So I, did, I did have an idea to do that one time. I wanted to uh, challenge George Kittle to a barbecue off uh, at SummerSlam last year, and we let the fans eat the barbecue and decide whose was better. So uh, it didn't happen, but it, it may. You never know. We, we've, we've already alluded to it several times. You have been – it's well documented. You're like the most hated person in, in, in WWE, which you pride yourself on. You pride yeah. – that's a good thing. You're very Absolutely. good at your job. Absolutely. Very good at your job. Does the the challenge or the idea of ever doing a babyface turn, does that intrigue you at all? Is that something that you would like to attempt just to say you attempted it one day? Because you've been a bad guy from like minute one at WWE on. Yeah, uh, I'm torn because it would be cool to finish this career and say I was never, ever, uh, you know, a good guy. I was never on that side of the game. And to irritate people uh, really does bring me joy to get that frustration. Um, and I think it, a lot of it stems from everyday life for me. You know, when I go to the airport, the guy forgets to take the seven water bottles out of his bag and his laptop. And now I'm waiting at TSA behind this idiot that I'm going, dude, have you never flown before? You can't have all that. 
So I take all of those things that irritate me through every day and I just put it right back on everybody else. So that it's like a release for me, if you will, to really irritate, uh, you know, grown men to little children. And I mean, I've had 80 something year old women threaten to stab me in Mississippi. So uh, I, I don't discriminate on who I want to irritate, but uh, I, I think it'd be cool. But if I do ever go that route, you know, when I was, broken down on my luck people were starting to cheer and people were yeah. trying to literally hand me $20 bills when I would walk down uh the aisles of the arenas and I think that was really flirting with the line of you know switching sides and if I ever do do that I want it to be as natural as that because then the reactions are just they're 10 times better right exactly I whole I 100% uh, agree with you on that one and uh, whoever thought you you would you know, get cheers at at some point, but heck, man, it was there. People dig it; they it loved was it. Genuine sympathy. It wasn't even like, "Hey, I'm cheering for this guy." It's like I feel bad for him. <laughs> uh, one person that nobody feels bad for right now uh, is, is somebody I want to ask you about as as a, as a true genuine heel. This guy might be approaching your crown as the most hated guy in WWE right now, and that's and that's theory. The this guy gets booed out of the building. Do you feel threatened that he might become the most hated man in WWE? Not at all. I, I would love to have someone uh, share that company because it's a rare trait. It's a rare trait for guys to go out there and truly want to be booed and hated because it's 24-7 your life at that point. You are getting it on social media. You're getting it in arenas. You're getting it in public. Like It is a lifestyle, and it is hard for a lot of people. For some reason, it doesn't bother me and it doesn't seem to bother him. I think it's hilarious that people hate him because the WWE Universe always is begging for new stars, new players, new talent. And this guy came in and he's getting a push and they're like, "This no, this isn't what I want. I didn't want this guy. He's getting pushed too far. He's doing too much. Why is he in this match? Why is he like... They're so miserable and wrapped up in their own stuff that they hate him because he's exactly what they wanted. They wanted a fresh new star, and Austin Theory is a new star in WWE, and they hate him for it. One of the things that I always uh, hear about a lot, with whether it's Theory or whether yourself, is, oh, he, he doesn't have real heat. He's got go-away heat. Yeah, that's a make-believe term. It, I was going to say, heat is heat. If they, if they boo you, they boo you, right? Like, but go-away heat would be silence They wouldn't because they wouldn't care. They don't want to see you. But when my music hits, that's the difference, too. People have to sometimes go out there and do something to get booed. The second my music hits, they are booing. That is when you have it. That is when people don't like you. It doesn't take me punching John Cena in the face and going out and telling the crowd I'm better than John Cena to get booed. It is the second my music hits. It's like the second you hear Randy Orton's music hit, the building goes nuts. That, that man is over. And there's no one that can argue those points, but it's the music. When that music hits and there's a reaction, they're doing something right. You talk about guys being over. Let's talk about your opponent at SummerSlam because Pat McAfee has come in and taken to WWE like a duck to water. Like this dude just owns everything that he does. I mean... it It's got to be at least on some level surprising that he has been as good as he has been in his brief amount of time with WWE? I think for a lot of people, it is surprising. For me, it's not. I've known the guy since 2009 when we were in Indianapolis together. You know, we played uh, for the Colts. I was only there six months before I went to Arizona. 
but we played golf every day. We roomed together. Uh, we were good buddies. And so I've known his personality and how it draws people in. He is entertaining. He is funny. He is an unbelievable talker. And he has emotion when he's telling you things. And you watch him at the announce table when he's standing up and announcing matches or yelling about Brock Lesnar or whatever it is. There's full commitment, full passion to everything he does and says. And, you know, he left football. He left millions of dollars on the table for football to go and pursue another career that he was successful in. Then he was like, I'm going to be a comedian. And he was successful in that. And then, you know, we talked about when we were going to get locked down in the NFL, him and I were going to go to wrestling school together. We were going to go down and learn how to be superstars so that we could go to WWE together. And, you know, you know he had a, an amazing football career. He was a pro bowl punter. He, he yeah. did amazing things. But he's found success in all of these things. And I just got my head start in WWE. And I always expected him to come around at some point. I didn't think that we would ever uh, be butting heads as much as we do now. And, um, you know, we're going to compete on, on a humongous stage at SummerSlam against each other. And I think uh, where he'll surprise me and some other people is his ability in the ring, how much of a natural athlete he is. Um, because this is not easy. I mean, we're talking 1% of people who want to be uh, WWE superstars make it. Like, if that 1%, you know, 1% make it to college to the NFL, I bet it's less to make it to WWE. And he's a guy that is going to come in that ring and put it all on the table. And he hung with Theory at WrestleMania and beat Austin Theory. But then, you know, Vince McMahon put him in his place about like I expect to. Um, <laughs> we're just too big and we're too powerful. So I think... Uh, he's going to have a rude awakening on how uh, rough it can get in that ring and how much things can really hurt in that ring. But I think he's going to surprise a lot of people with his athletic ability and charisma in that ring as well. Yeah. Hell, hell his uh, entrance at WrestleMania was just one of the best things to ever experience live that I've, it's I've been full at. Package. It's a, yeah. the music with his personality. And he has this, this theme song, the stripes, obviously an iconic band, but, right it gives the audience something like if you listen to Rollins's music right now, like the audience yeah. may hate Seth Rollins, but they sing that song every night when you have that full package, the entrance, the music, and then you can back it up in the ring. Some people are unstoppable. All of that said, like I said, took to it like a duck to water. This is still like his fourth, like legit match in, in, yeah. in WWE. There's still some of that inexperience there. And maybe it helps being such, you know, f familiar with him and having a deep history. But what's your mindset like heading into a match when you have a guy like Pat McAfee, who the talent is there, but doesn't have the experience? Uh, I mean, I'm going to, you know, go to my roots. My roots is a nasty, salty offensive lineman, you know, ex-Golden Gloves boxer. And I'm going to try to take his head off. That's my challenge. My challenge is to try to, put his head about 12 rows back in the audience uh, and leave his body where it's standing. I think it's one of those things where I'm coming uh, full tilt at Pat McAfee uh, in this match. And, and I want to show him that his place is behind the commentating desk. It is where it is safe, where he does what he does best and run his mouth. He is charismatic with a microphone and that's as far as it should go in WWE. So I think for me, my mentality is to make it so he never wants to step in that ring again. I've got 10 years of experience coming to the table uh, while he was out playing games and kicking footballs. I was getting better in the ring and I was developing my craft. And I think that is what's going to ultimately uh, 
uh, lead to victory uh, at SummerSlam. All right, real quick, as football season, we spend a lot of time mentioning football. Football season's almost here. I'm a little underdressed for this next question, so I do want to just ask you, uh, how are you feeling about those uh, those Chiefs uh, this year, you know, in the uh, rough and tough AFC? You had to do that, huh? <laughs> you had to put that ridiculous – you and Dawkins. I hate those guys. One of my favorite stadiums to play in, though, I played when I was um, playing for Arizona. I played in Cincinnati, and uh, I was at the game when you guys beat us in Arrowhead, and it was an extremely tough pill to swallow. And I think you guys are going to be good again this year. I know. That's what's scary. That's the first time in my life, 34 years old, first time in my life I can actually go, I'm actually confident heading into a football season. But you've been through similar with Kansas City in recent years, right? So we can both just, you know, have that connection of we got a really good young quarterback for for a decade plus here coming up soon. Football life's going to be good in both Kansas City and Cincinnati. Also, he may have one of my favorite interviews of all time when that reporter asked him if his necklace diamonds were real. <laughs> and he responded, I make a lot of money. I make too much money, money for them for not them to, to be, be real. Yep. I was like, and then he got heat for it. I was like, what do you expect when you ask a stupid question like that? Man, that, that was is- the best answer I've ever heard in an interview. That's that's my worst fear as an interviewer is asking a dumb question. Hopefully, I didn't ask any dumb questions no, here. No, you're you're too smart for that. Except for <laughs> your team, man. You oh, complimenting my mustache, my intelligence. You're you're trying to sweet talk me here a little I bit. I gotta have one. I need <laughs> one guy in my corner. We can butt um, heads in the football season, but you know they'll be like, yep. "Hey, Corbin, you sold one T-shirt this week." <laughs> I know who bought it. That's my guy. <laughs> well, this is always, it's always great to chat with you, man. I appreciate it. I know we're over on time. You probably got more to do. Thank you so much for this, man. This is Absolutely, great. brother. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.